Now, let's talk to our next, our final guest of the evening as well. Uh, it's it's a difficult story to tell, so I'm going to try and get Abdul Aziz Kuna to tell the story from the beginning. Abdul, good chatting to you. Thanks very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. The article that, that got to my producer Benzito's eye and why we got you on the show starts with, our past should not really define who we are as human beings, especially if we happen to have found, out, found ourselves on the wrong side of the law. It's a long story. Tell us as best you can your, your side of the story. Oh, boy, the, the reason why I say stuff like that, um, you know, some people that you, that made it out there in life has, be, has became someone out of their backgrounds through hardships, whether it's abuse or or violence or all those gangsterism. So I think behind every behind every role model that is out there that is a superstar or, the, or that is a face has a story. What is your story, Abdulaziz? My story started when I was a young kid. Um, you know, we as young boys, everyone goes through a phase. And in life, we go through these phases of wanting to prove ourselves. And I got the better end of it because I got, to say I got stuck in where I had been. And I had a price to pay afterwards, and from there I had, uh, uh, to say, a life-changing moment the time I've been in prison. Yeah, um, well, I changed my life for the better through the things that I've been through life. Really tough childhood. You, as you said, you got to prison. You were released on parole. Uh, but tell us about this boxing tournament that's, that happened while you were in the correctional center. Yeah, so so the time I've been, I served the sentence in in, in Drakenstein. I was on the maxim, maximum side. Mm. And I had to work my way to be privileged to go into the mediums, like mm. working my way down through good behavior and we had the privilege of attending a sport whether it's soccer, rugby, boxing was also included in karate and as a young kid I always loved karate because my grandparents always used to play karate forms <laughs> so I was really into karate, the, mm. the fighting like mm. type and I remember still when I, uh, when I went to the mediums there was a time they call it the Ezrek. There was a guy that comes around and we would give our names down for sporting code. So there was karate and there was boxing. And I gave my name down for karate and I gave my name down for boxing. Mm-hmm. So I attended karate in the beginning. Yet the time boxing wasn't going out. And I was attending karate. And then after a time, because, you know, prison changes is, is not a promise thing to say that it would continuously gone on and then the program just stopped for a moment and then for for after that time they started calling out boxing and at that time in prison I was attending school because I haven't I haven't finished school the time when I was young because I was naughty I was into the into the the 
the nice life to say. How how old were you when when this when when you when you put your name down? So how old are you at this time when you're you're starting sport in prison? I I just I just turned nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yes, I just turned nineteen, and I started to attend boxing at that time, and I really found the interest in it, the way of boxing, the training, and how it how it refreshes your mind and eases you from a lot of things. It's almost like a rehab to say. Mm. And I found a, a like and a love in the sport and I got passionate about it. I remember I was still attending school at that time and then one day, uh, on the day when they were calling out the boxing, I went to school. So when I arrived back to myself and then the guys was, were talking about how they did sparring for today's lesson mm. in the in the boxing. So I thought, no, okay, the next day I'm not going to go to school and I'm going to go attend the boxing program because I would really like to win sparring. Mm. And then I attended the the sparring and then I still remember the official. He said that we had to sit in the square, the ring. Each and every individual had to sit down. So you would choose one to spar against each other. And then I remember... One guy, they chose one guy and then they chose me. And so eventually I got the better of the guy and then they told the guy that I was sparring with, he should sit down and they still had me stood up and then they cho- chose another guy. Yeah. And I was sparring him and then I see that they seen I, I was doing well and they let him sit down. And I remember the third guy, he <laughs> gave me one one. One good time punch. Yeah. I remember my, as like my head was at the back by my back, Oof. and I just got into it and I started throwing a lot of punches. Uh. And, and I remember the officials still told me that they they see something special in me that I have a potential, and I have the heart for boxing. I imagine Abdulaziz, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, with that that this naughty childhood, as you call it, you must have been used to, for lack of a better word, street fighting. Was it was yes. it difficult for you to get your head around not street fighting and the art of boxing? Yes, there's a complete difference between boxing and street fighting. Street mm. fighting is just going all out wild, and you don't think to towards the boxing side. Is you have to think. You need to outsmart your opponent, and there's a lot of work to it, physically, mentally, and emotionally, mm. that you put towards in in that criteria to say. Okay, so you you took part in this tournament, this uh, this event that happened at the Drogasty Correctional Centre. What happened there? Yeah, so I, I, after the sparring, I remember they told us not too long after that. I think we trained about a month or so or less, just under a month. And then they told us about the tribute to Madiba mm-hmm. that I had every year at the correction of service. So I was I was really excited to to be to be a part of it. And I remember my 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 first fight I had against a guy and plus these guys that have been that I fought were experienced the F-44, and this was my first time. I remember fighting this guy. He was literally beating me from round one Hmm. to round three, and then I just 
got into this mood and I switched on and then I knocked him out and I remember the whole world jumped up in <laughs> in 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 that time when we had this event mm. and then I qualified to fight for the semifinals. I beat the second guy. I felt like my confidence built up. I beat the second guy and I remember going to the finals which was the next day. The guy that I was fighting, he still beat one of our teammates and I heard that he, he paralyzed the sure. guy so I was I was very nervous going mm. into that fight but I thought now I'm gonna give it my all and and and, and I just did that the next day as we went into to the finals I remember they called us early mm. and mm. me and this guy we uh, as the fight started I remember the time I was taught to because I was of my height I was taught to jab and throw a right I was just taught the basics. And I remember this guy slipped my jab and he gave me a right hook and which I didn't know how did I how I took it and and I remember it's like I also got switched on and then right. I just gave everything in that fight <laughs> and I eventually won it. It's, it's almost like whoever coaches you, your trainers must have said, you you got to start switching on from the beginning. Don't wait to get hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you, you met um, Sandili Hoho. He was serving in jail time as well. He was helping you. Did he help you uh, in your early career? He, I could say Sandile helped me a lot because um, he came on the last part where I was on the part of being released from prison, but I learned really a lot from him. Mm. From the other guys, um, like Berti for Mr. Berti for he's the one that the official from the Drakenstein Correctional Service. He, he, it's almost like through him it was possible that we could attend this boxing mm. program, but I really learned a lot out of Sandili Ho because he was also a former professional fighter. My guest is Abdul Abziz Kanert, uh, turned his life around, uh, as you heard, through through boxing. Uh, so you're out of jail now, Abdul Abziz, and you, you, you decided, or how did you become a professional boxer and then start competing with the big boys? Okay, so the time I've been in prison, as I built the confidence of the finishing the first tournament, I remember after that tournament, I was awarded Best Boxer of the Year, and I felt boxing was for me and I couldn't turn it down I was into it I was training every day and I felt like after a while my my dreams and my purpose towards boxing got bigger and for me I felt like I wanted to become a professional the time I came out of prison and we couldn't get that the time we were in prison because there's no licenses for professional boxers in prison mm. So, yeah, the the goal and the dream got bigger. At the time I, I was released out of prison, I had a few fights under me in the professional rankings, and I wanted to become professional. And I got I was privileged to meet Warren Baines, and he shot a, a documentary film about me. I don't know if you have watched it before. No, I'm gonna go it's find called it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about my life story, and okay. I met this guy, and he went into talks with Mr. Mr. Um, Andile class. 
So I was privileged to get my license mm-hmm. to become a professional. Yes. Okay, we're chatting, and we're gonna we're gonna continue the story in a moment. Abdul Aziz Kanet turned his life around from being in prison to being a professional boxer in the ranks to become a world champion. We'll talk about that soon. Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Herika. Inspirational story from Abdul Aziz Kunet joining us here now. When the story was written, Abdul Aziz, you were number three contender for the SA featherweight belt. Is that still up for grabs? Yes, it, uh, I'm sure. Yes, it is still up for grabs because no one can, no one can take that ratings at the moment where I stand. Right. So, what have you been doing during lockdown? Well, the time in lockdown. Um, I have been training, but not as regularly as how it is when you're at a gym preparing mm-hmm. for a fight. Mm-hmm. Due to the coronavirus, it stopped many plans, whether it was in boxing or with business. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, the reason we got you on here, Abdulaziz, is, is this inspirational story of turning yourself around. Is it possible? Are, are you an exception to the rule? Or do you think that there should be more Abdulazizes coming out of really, really bad situations in South Africa? I believe there they should come a lot of people, maybe not to say in the same line as me, mm-hmm. but coming out of, 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 of hardship in life. And, you know, no one, no one asked to be there at that time, but in life, we have a we have a good side and we have a bad side and sometimes we let the bad side of us get a better of us and and it leads us to doing wrong. But we truly know where we should be. And I believe there should come a lot of people out of situations as I am because some people are still stuck mm. where they are in that kind of situations. But I want to give out a word that change is possible no matter what. Did that the push, the move, come from within yourself or do you have to thank a number of people that helped you and gave you a push to go and become a better person? I could say family. Mm-hmm. Family played a big role and, and, and depending also because I believe in a God, I believe in Allah, I believe if you, if you have that belief that, that you rely upon because you know where I've been, you you all alone you, you with your thoughts mainly mainly of the day because I've been long for quite some time and mm-hmm. I'll give my my mind a lot of thought to change for the better. So what's the plan now, Abdulaziz? What what's what's the, the big goal for you? Like the the, the the dream and the goal gets big the it gets bigger every time <laughs> as I achieve it. I've I've become a professional in 2017, and up till now I have 10 fights undefeated. Sure. Not planning to lose, always planning to win and mm-hmm. preparing to win to say. And my goal was from the becoming professional is to achieve the South African title. And from there, when I when I achieve that, when I get that, I want to go on the on the international stage of mm-hmm. becoming a world champion. Can't wait to see you on the fights. Abdulaziz, thank you very much for sharing our story. Thank you very much for getting out there and, and sharing that with us. And uh, Give us the name of that movie again, the documentary. The documentary is called Dula. If, 
you, you can also search me up on Google. No, we'll have Abdulaziz Kunat, and everything about me will mm. pop up. You will see news feeds, my writings in the world, where I'm rated in South Africa. The documentary called Dula is also on there. Look forward to chatting and hopefully seeing you on that stage. Great chatting to you. Thanks very much, and, and we'll talk again. I appreciate the time. Abdullah Aziz, thank you very much. Yeah. Abdullah Aziz Kunat, Kunat uh, the Arabian Knight is his nickname. Great story. Uh, inspirational story as well. Just goes to show. Never give up. That's the program for today. Thanks very much for joining us.